Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. My name is Todd Fernando. I'm the Victorian Commissioner for LGBTQ Plus Communities and you're listening to 3CR. My name is Todd Fernando. I'm the Put us in, coach. We're ready to play. James Tate and John A. Tate here on the Sporting Record. It's 8.55, 3CR. Todd Fernando was here for a bit, but we kicked him out of the studio. He wouldn't go away. Good on you, Todd Fernando. Good for dropping in. Thank you for that. Uh, before we get started, uh, the Sporting Record would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast this program and on which much of our local sport is played. We also acknowledge the incredible contribution of First Nations athletes to Australia's sporting life. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. You know, James, at 3CR, we value dissent. Do we? Dissent is part of our reason for being. Yes, we are a dissenting organisation for we the dis- good of society. Yes, we dissent about a lot of things. And so we should dissent. But can dissent go too far? Ooh, and we're talking in a sporting context. Well, on where... a footy field, it's been the story of the week, hasn't it? Mm. So uh, I looked up a uh, dictionary definition of dissent. Right. Dissent? Yeah, that's right. Dissent. Dissent. D-I-S-S-E-N-T. As opposed to descent, which is going down. Yes. Dissent. Dysentry. On my notes, I've spelt it wrong. <laughs> so dissent is the expression of opinion at variance with the officially held view. Right. That's so my definition of it. That sounds like a quite natural and appropriate thing quite often. Yeah. You know, I'm allowed to tell you when I think something is not right. Or incorrect. That's an important part of our democracy, wouldn't you say? It, it is. And, uh, yeah, that's right. Now, let me give you a sporting scenario here. Right. Uh, we're on the footy field in the uh, opposition team's forward line. Uh, a free kick is not paid. That seems pretty obvious, but, you know, it's all open to interpretation. Uh, one of the players, let's call him Stephen Coniglio, mm-hmm. he... Uh, um, from the surname, it sounds like he's of Italian descent. That'll, that'll be relevant in a minute. Um, he's not happy about it. He's not happy about the the, the uh, apparent free kick that was not paid that should have been paid. That's right. Right. Now, I've got a multiple choice here for you. A, B, C, D, E. Right. Five Which of, of the... Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'm springing this on you. You haven't heard any of these. Yes. Um, so which of the following five things... Is not dissent. Which of the following five things out of A to E five responses. is not dissent? That's right. So which of these possible responses of our players? We're calling him Stephen Coniglio. And uh, so response A. Yes. He yells at the umpire, 
you're an effing cheat. That sounds pretty dissenting. Yes. It's swearing and it's pretty aggressive. Mm. And Not it's accusing one. the umpire of cheating. Uh, response B. That was a free kick, you idiot. It's pretty dissent now. Yeah, that's mm. dissenting. Okay. Uh, response C. He doesn't say anything. Remember, he's Italian. Italians speak with their hands. Bit of a stereotype, but you know. Yeah. He doesn't say anything, but he throws his arms out vigorously, uh, expressing what he's thinking. So he raises his arms in what could be could be uh, interpreted as dissent. Mm. Yes. Uh, D. Um, he says, just like this. He says, "Oh, good free kick, ump." Sarcasm. Oh. Sarcasm. Is sarcasm dissent? All right, okay. And E, he opens his arms slightly and says, how could that not be a free kick, ump? Question mark. Which is more of, that's more of a question than dissent, isn't it? It's not yelling. His arms are slightly open in, in an expression of questioning. So, of course, we're missing Stephen's tone here, which may be uh, indicative, but I think E, the last one, is the example that is not dissent or could be the least dissenting. How about that? How did I go? Oh, pretty good. But uh, unfortunately, um, the umpire paid a free kick for that response E, uh, which infuriates the fans. There's been a lot of talk about it in the media. Mm. And normally we don't cover things that are over-discussed over during mm. the week. But I just wanted to present these to you because... Um, I don't know. It, it drives the fans crazy. And fans are stakeholders. Yep. It draw, that sort of decision, very strict, very tough, very to the letter of the law, um, drives the fans mad. So, of course, that was a scenario that unfolded on the weekend. Yes. The Carlton GWS game in the men's football, the AFL. And it's been the talk of the town because this whole um, – the, the, the AFL is trying to stamp out dissent against the umpires. You and know, we're on board with that. So by dissent, they mean sort of verbal abuse, open sort of open uh, chastising of the umpire. Because, and the big argument is, we don't want to set uh, these players to set an example for kids who are growing up watching the game, playing the game. The buck stops with the footy players who are at the top who we all watch. And therefore... We need to police and punish their behaviour if it doesn't set a good example. And it's so hard to get umpires, and without umpires, we won't have a game. So I guess they don't, that's the other aspect, and that's the other factor. You know, we want umpires respected and treated well, and, uh, you know, young people will sometimes venture into the world of umpiring. Yes, yes. So this idea of dissent. It's kind of, it's getting into the, it, it, well, let's say it's being enforced pretty strictly at this point. Of course, there's always room for interpretation, which is one mm. issue, and that's an ever-present issue mm. in, in anything, really, interpretation. As a social scientist, interpretation's a bloody funny one, but uh, it's, it's really getting to the point where we're policing behavior of the AFL players with the only seemingly with the only seeming intervention being punishment in the game which is a free kick or a 50 meter penalty mm. 
So in, in a sporting context, I suppose that's, that's okay. But um, I wonder, are there other ways to help get, sort of phase out this behavior of, of dissenting against the umpires? Because if we look at other sports around the world, dissent is uh, very much uh, waved along. It's very much fine. You, you ever watch a soccer, a soccer game? You know, the high stakes, you know, the uh, English Premier League or even um, in the Olympics, not oh, the Olympics, yeah. the uh, the World Cup. The players run at the referee. I'm thinking of some soccer examples. They run at him and surround him and sort of are all yelling and pointing and gesticulating en masse. Quite violent gesticulations were what I've always seen. So that's dissent. So that's a dissentful action. It's quite frightening. Um, in basketball in the USA, in the NBA, in the WNBA, uh, tech fouls are given out. Uh, mm-hmm. For probably the equivalent of dissent, you yeah. know, yelling at the umpire yeah. or the referee, as they call them, um, which results in a free throw, like a like a one free throw against. And if you get two technicals, technical fouls, you're thrown out of the game. Is that per player or for the whole team? Per player. Oh, yeah. Per player. What if the coach swears at the umpire? At well, the it's the same for the coach. If the coach gets two technicals, they're thrown out too. Oh. Um, in the AFL, there is no throwing them out of the game punishment. No. But uh, my my question is to you, John. Do you think there are other ways to reduce this behaviour? I, I don't like the, the, the idea of policing behaviour because, you know, police aren't great. No, what, what are some other ways to do it? I just think define it better. Mm. So I, I don't mind giving a 50-meter penalty or a free kick if, if for extreme stuff like that. So swearing... Clearly, it's dissent. Uh, yelling at the umpire is dissent. Um, uh, uh, really gesticulating in a violent manner is dissent. Yeah. But there's a line to be drawn there because the players are human beings. They get frustrated. They do react sometimes when they, oh, you know, you get surprised. How can you stop a player just expressing in a, in a, in a, in a harmless way their frustration or their annoyance. Mm. Oh, really? You know that, that's all right, isn't it? Well, yes, you would you would think so, and I, I guess because the spotlight is on this sport, of course, on the AFL men's, the, the argument is you you don't want to set the example of, of of acting this way and abusing umpires or dissenting against umpires. I argue with the word dissent itself. Mm-hmm. I reckon there could be a better word. Um, abuse. Well, umpire is, abuse. Abuse is probably the one. The throwing up of arms to sort of, what was that called? You know, the the, the double arm throw up. I think that's fine. It's a question. You know? uh, and it's, you know, a, a body language. Yes. But if it's just a natural reaction, we, we don't want our players to be robots. You, you're a human being and, and you know, you Sometimes you react if you don't disagree with something. I suppose the funny thing about sport, and, and this is why it, it makes a weird translation over into sort of real-life uh, um, examples or metaphors, analogies, whatever the, the word is, is there's only, a, there's only a one-way discussion between umpires and players. You can't stop the game and go, all right, umpire, let's look at some evidence here and see if that call really was what you said it was. There's none of that. It's too fast-paced. The umpire mm. says, and it goes, mm. and that's something the players accept. If 
if uh, we're talking in a real life situation where, let's say, an, an arbiter or, or someone who, who, who rules over some sort of uh, legislation or something like that, there's often a two way discussion. It's like, we think this, and then you can challenge that. Mm. Because of the pressures in the uh, in the sporting world, you can't do that. Now, I have an example of real life yes. that uh, would make the sporting world seem a bit silly. Imagine, um, you know, we have lots of road rules and driving mm. laws. Yeah. Imagine if there was a, uh, a law against dissent in driving. Yeah. Sheesh. You know, because I think the, the place where we see the most violent gesticulations outside <laughs> of sport is when people are on the road driving. Yeah, behind the wheel of their car. You know, the amount of times I see in my rear view, my hands get thrown up. Yep. Ah, you, know, you, can, you can hear it almost. Middle finger. Middle fingers. I give people a thumbs down. Which means Which boo. means That's a boo. Well, it means that's not on, person. That's not on. I disagree with you, and I look down upon you for <laughs> that, for that particular action on the road. Okay. If we tried to police behavior on the road, it would be impossible and... Frankly, I don't think that's very democratic. Now, there is um, violent behavior. We need to phase that out, of course. Abusive behavior, phase that out. But dissenting behavior, I think that we've, we've gotten a bit too carried away here. Yeah, well, it seems like it. They, you know, I understand the AFL wanting to crack down on something they don't like and they want to get rid of. But, you know, it's, uh, there's the whole thing about the uh, sledgehammer and cracking a nut with a sledgehammer, you know, that, that expression. What's that expression? Well, <laughs> well, you want to open a walnut. Yes. If you're hitting it with a sledgehammer, you're going to smash the whole thing. Right. It, it's, uh, it's over the top. It's overkill. Yeah. you just got to tap it gently with, uh, with a small hammer mm. or a nutcracker. Nutcracker would be... We need be... a nutcracker approach. Yes. <laughs> or, to use another expression... We have the carrot and we have the stick. <laughs> yes. I don't see any carrots around. No. What, do you think we should have an award for a player who's the most polite towards umpires? <laughs> we have the best and fairest. That's We're, true. Well, the brown, though, which yes. is, of course, yeah, um, the fairest player, so somebody who does not get reported. Hmm. That's all I got. I, got, I don't know yeah. this one. Well, that's right. Um, so, that's, so that's the thing. Um Response A that I told you, yes, that's a real-life example. You're a effing cheat because I said that to a referee once on the squash court. Oh, in the heat of the moment, and I, I had the match awarded against me. The, so you were stripped of the match for calling yes. the umpire a cheat. It wasn't heat of the moment. It was a well-thought-through response. Right. That it, it, it was after the heat of the moment. Yeah, because I reckon he was cheating. and uh, But I'd actually torn a groin. It was in the latter stages of my sporting career, and I had, you know... Uh, uh, tissue paper muscles and I'd torn a groin I knew I wasn't going to win the match and I thought I'm going to tell this guy what I really think and and did you genuinely think he was a cheat yes yes I think he was but anyway it was it, it was uh it's not a good example but uh you know these things happen so I, I guess for that situation I got what I deserved. You you think you got what you deserved? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a serious yeah, accusation yeah. to throw at someone, especially for a club level sport. Yeah, that's true. I I, I think I apologise later. Mm. So I think we can uh, we can wrap up this with with my thoughts, which <laughs> yes. I think are very good thoughts. Dissent is not the right word. Abuse would be better. Violent would be better. You know, yep. A, a yep. abusive or a violent gesticulation. 
But uh, it seems that dissent in the um, in the umpires and the AFL's interpretation is is veering towards policing a questioning of the umpire. And questions are important to the quality of game and quality of life. I suppose you're talking about good communication well, between yes, player and umpire. Well, yes, aren't we, aren't we? And violent communication is never on. Why was that not a free kick? Well, I'll explain it to you later if you like. Get on with it. There maybe. It's not quite a carrot, but uh, maybe they're already doing this. But some sort of... Um, I know there are courses on non-violent communication that people can take, which is all about the quality of communicating. You can communicate in a way that's violent and, and, and forces things upon people and jabs people with microaggressions and these things. And you can also learn a way of communicating that is not violent, that is very considerate of the other person and furthers the situation, so they say. Perhaps that's an intervention that we could look at. Yep, yep. Oh, I think we've covered this. Yes. I, th- I think we've, we've, we've mastered it. Well, we do our best, and we'll jump to a few community announcements now, and when we get back, we've got a whip around of sports stories. Yeah, yeah, sports news. Trans Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones, including parents, siblings, extended family, and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation, and provide peer support. We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to Trans Family are tax deductible. For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. Trans Family is a 3CR supporter. Have you had your fourth COVID-19 vaccine dose? The Murdoch Children's Research Institute at the Royal Children's Hospital are recruiting participants aged 18 years or older to receive a randomized fourth COVID-19 vaccine dose, either Moderna bivalent or Novavax vaccine, or be part of a control group and receive no additional vaccine. You will be compensated for your time and transport and will receive your antibody test results. For more information, contact covid.booster at mcri.edu.au. The Murdoch Children's Research Institute is a 3CR supporter. Well, we've recovered from the uh, big F1 weekend, which was full of highlights and thrills and spills. Over 400,000 people over the weekend went down to Albert Park, which, which, which is quite a successful showing, is it not? And a hell of a lot of us were watching on TV. And what do you think of the race itself? So the, the, oh, it's the, pretty good. The big race. Yeah, yeah, I like thrills and spills. I think we all do. Um, but um, the, the results uh, were, were fairly predictable, but the Australian boy did quite well, so Oscar I think P. we're Astrid. all happy. I think we were happy. Yes, one, uh, one bug I have with F1 yeah. is that it seems to me that what people call a good race... <laughs> is it a race with a lot of crashes <laughs> which which suggests that good racing is, is puts people's lives in jeopardy mm. so a good race is not oh well there was some great driving on display 
ooh, ooh, there were some good overtakes. Good racing is, oh, there were a bunch of crashes, and it was horrifying. And we got to see, and, and when there's a crash, there's potential for more crashes if they do a restart, which they did mm, twice on the that's weekend. Right. Just exacerbates the whole thing. Yeah. But that's human nature, James. You know, we like thrills and spills. We like excitement. We like, you know, the spectacular. Well, you can't you can't just say it's deterministic. You know, oh, we like violence. There we go. Off you go. More violent things. You know, humans have a capacity to change, and we're very much socialised into enjoying certain things. Maybe there is an instinctual aspect to it. But I question F1, and I ask you, John, yeah. is it a good sport? Well, uh, the the powers that be are trying to make it safer. Yes. So a safe sport is a good sport. So they're trying to eliminate uh, all that. But I guess uh, I guess there are racing incidents. There's not been a death in the F1 for quite a while. There was mm. a death in the F2, I believe, oh. a couple of years ago, oh. which was quite horrific. Well, sports where there's deaths are not good sports. Yes. Well, frequent deaths. Like, there's yeah. always a freak accident, which often yeah. you can't really control. Yeah. But I, I, I wonder, you know, a good sport, and some people interpret good sport as entertaining. I interpret a good sport as something with ethical import that we can take away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see much ethical import from F1. You well, know. the development of technology transfers, it trickles down to uh, to general transportation. So we're trying to get uh, more fuel efficient. We're trying to eliminate fossil fuels in the long term. Mm. And uh, motorsport helps that by developing the technology. So that's, that's sort of an impetus to, to, to get more efficient. I, I would question the assumption that F1 is helping innovate for a greener world. Um, you know. well, no, it's a byproduct. It's a byproduct, yeah. Well, we can we can disagree on that one. Um, the Formula E, which is the electric yeah. competition, which is a part of the F one organization. Now that's a sport that I could call a good sport because it's setting the example. Look at these electric cars. Yeah, I want to wow. learn more about that. I want to get into that. We'll get into e sport uh, Formula E one day. Yeah, that's right. But moving on. So what's coming up uh, on the sporting calendar? Well, many things, I guess. No, not as much as I thought. So. Um, in, in soccer, um, the Matildas have got some friendlies happening. Um, Australia's playing Scotland tomorrow night in London, 10.15pm. Uh, I'm not sure what platform that will be televised on, but it will be somewhere. I'll just, uh, I'll just indulge you a bit, John. Now, John had a request today. <laughs> uh, he wanted a bed... He wanted a bed to talk over. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. he's chosen a bed from a, I have. from a TV show he likes very much. Let's see how this goes. Should I, put my, should I put my helmet on while we do No, this? no, sans helmet. Uh, we effectively wear our helmets because we're an oral show, so people don't know our faces. Yeah, so that's, that's, no, that's quite true. positive. That's true. Keep going. So we got so the, the Matildas. Yeah, so they've got a friendly tomorrow night, which I'll try to tune in to, and another one next week. But that's about it for April. I haven't been able to find many other things, apart from footy, of course. French Open's in May, late May. French Open tennis, I mean. Uh, the Asian Cup, June, July. July is going to be a big month. We've got the Tour de France. We've got Wimbledon. We've got the Women's World Cup here in Australia and New Zealand. Here we go. We've got uh, the Women's Aquatic World Cup. We've got the Tour de France Femme uh, later in July. Netball World Cup. Athletics World Cup. Basketball World Cup. I don't know. They're in August. But anyway, that's all coming up. So what are we in? We're in April now. Oh, oh, oh. And here's a bit of trivia. 
I know you like trivia. Go on. So tomorrow night, uh, the Matildas are playing Scotland. There will be two Sam Kerrs on the field. There's our Sam Kerr, who we love. Yes. But there's a Scottish Sam Kerr. There's a Scottish Sam Kerr. Yeah, yeah. And she's a very good player, apparently. Two Sam Kerrs. So that'll be fun to watch. Fantastic. So it's April now, so over the next four months, yep. we're going to get a number of World Cups and a lot yep. of sporting events. Of course, we've got the, the Grand Cycling Tours coming up as well. Mm-hmm. Men's and women's. So I guess it's going to get pretty busy, isn't That's it? That's right. Some sleepless nights there, Jim. Oh, the sleepless nights. Um, what else do I want to talk about there? Um, hey, here's some news. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I've been putting a bit of work into our Sporting Record podcasts. Yes, yes. We've got a podcast. And uh, learning how to do it. So they're, they're up on our website for sure. So every show we do will get podcasted uh, in the next day or so. And uh, but some of our specials can go up as a podcast as well. Yes. So I'll put the Jason Polak ex Socceroo interview up as a podcast. Jason, so we played a tiny bit of that last Fantastic week. Fantastic fellow, very nice man. And an ex Socceroo. So what a great opportunity to talk to somebody who's played at the elite level in mm. in soccer back in the nineties. But uh, who I will add is not a media personality. No. So that you you get all that gloss of media oh, training yeah. away from it, and you get. You honest get, opinion. You get the honest opinion of a former soccerer, which I think is rare. So know. I've put the Peter Cullen interview up when he was talking to us about Recklink and uh, their new book, The Power of a Football. That's up as a podcast and, now. Uh, the football is powerful, let me tell you. And I found them on iTunes. So iTunes are picking up those podcasts too. Oh, they, so go to all your, your streaming platforms. You should be able to find the Sporting Record podcast. It's supposed that to be on Spotify, but I haven't found them there yet. But anyway. So we've got some other good news, which I thought I'd share. Yep. Um, transgender athlete Brianna Gill recently won the Australian Women's Classic Trophy at the New South Wales Bonville course on Sunday after a thrilling payoff playoff. Is that golf? That's golf. Yeah, golf. That's golf. You're right. This is golf. Um, so just thought I'd shout out uh, Brianna Gill um, being a transgender athlete, breaking the moulds, winning a professional golf tournament. Now, there was some online abuse directed at Brianna Gill Hmm. for people who thought that transgender athletes should not be competing in the women's competition. And to those people, I say, shame on you. It's all about inclusion and diversity. If you really think there's much of a competitive advantage there, I'd say you're sadly mistaken. One day we'll uh, devote an episode to it, especially when Em's with us. We'll, We'll get stuck into that whole issue. Yes, but for now, congratulations, Brianna. It's a fantastic achievement, and we're behind you. Okay, can I thank, I'd like to thank, um, we have a new sponsor Ooh. at uh, of 3CR. Not a sponsor, subscriber. A new, a, new, Two a new person has joined our family. That's right, and has nominated the sporting record as, uh, as, as their, their favourite show. And it's a business subscriber. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, Melbourne Books, a small book publisher in Melbourne. Not so small, though. He's published a lot of books, including a couple of mine. Um, so thank you to David and Melbourne Books for that uh, subscriber, business subscriber. Thank you, David and Melbourne Books. It's great to have you in the family. Now, David's a uh, Melbourne supporter, and he had the joy a couple of years ago of finally, after a lifelong supporting the Melbourne Footy Club, of um, seeing them win a premiership. Wow. So I brought along today... Ah. Uh, can I get into this one now? Yeah, yeah, go on. So I brought along today, because we're doing a series of uh, footy anthems uh, in a jazz style. 
And so today I brought along the Demons theme song. Jazz footy themes. Yeah. Which was, uh, it's an American patriotic, based on an American patriotic march. Right. All right. But it's been turned into the Melbourne Football Club theme. Yep. Uh, these were recorded by Robert King Crawford, an amazing guy back in 1964, who started his, uh, well, he's an incredible guy. Um, he's from Melbourne. He was a drummer, pianist. He played clarinet. He was a singer. He was a songwriter. He was an artist, comedian, actor, author, poet. He's all the threats rolled into one. What's he designed a, flags. What's that, a, a sextuple threat? Oh, something like that. Cool. Anyway, so he's an incredible guy, and he did these jazz things. Uh, the singers are called the Moon Tones, and the, the jazz band is called the Dixieland Party All-Stars. Right. Uh, it only goes for about a minute and a half. So, of course, we brought it in on your uh, 45 RPM single yes. on vinyl. Let's give it a, a go. Be a little bit crackly at the start, but we love that. Well, here's the crackle, everybody. So, thank you to our new sponsor, David. This is for you, the Melbourne football theme. No, no, no. In a jazz style. How good was that, deep boys? Uh, so thank you for listening to the Spawning Record, everybody, this week. Uh, there are many ways to listen to us. Uh, there's the old-fashioned way by tuning your radio to 855 on the AM dial. You can dedicate a button on your car to 3CR. That'd be good. You can listen to us on 3CR Digital. Uh, you can listen to us also on the Community Radio Plus app. You can stream us by going to the website, 3cr.org.au. And if you miss a show, you can go on our page on the 3CR website or our podcast platforms and catch us that way. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Stay tuned in to 3CR Community Radio.